Welcome aboard, space travelers. Please lower your harness and keep your hands and arms inside the vehicle at all times. Prepare for blast-off. to the December edition of Discover DLP with myself, Nick. And Paul. Yeah, so we're nailing it now. We're, yeah, we're, you know, we're getting there now. Six or seven episodes in, we're, get, we're getting there. Yeah. We're getting there. Yeah, we are. Um, so I think I, it would be rude not to start off this episode without saying um, like a kind of thank you and farewell to um, probably the longest running uh, Disneyland Paris podcast that I know of, certainly. Yeah. Um, an occasional friend of the show, uh, <laughs> dedicated <laughs> to DLP. Yeah. Um, who, uh, Steve has, has been there, oh, about 12 years, I think, maybe, yeah. on and off. Um, yeah. but he's, he's been there, as I said, on and off during that time. And, um, he decided to call it a day. I noticed he hadn't, um, putting new episodes out for a while. There seems to be bigger and bigger gaps between episodes. So I did think something was up. Um, I didn't reach out to him to ask because, you know, he's busy and, you know, I just thought, you know, I'm sure he knows what he's doing. Um, but yeah, he announced uh, last week or the week before that uh, he's ending it. He's done it before and he's come back. So who knows? Um, you know, he might decide in the future that uh, he, he wants to do it again. Um, but he's certainly calling it quits for now. And, you know, I think we've both listened to it. Yeah, um, we have. You know, and, you know, you can't say it's not a, a bit of inspiration. Anyone that does something that you do, you're going to yeah. listen to it and you're, you're going to take uh, notes from it, either subconsciously or consciously, <laughs> nick things from it. Um I don't think we nicked anything from it, but just in case. Um, but it's, you know, he's been doing it a long time and it's a beloved show and it's a shame when anyone um, stops doing something like that. But podcasts are meant to be fun and, yeah. you know, we don't get money for doing these. Um, and if the fun stops, you stop. Yeah. And I think that's where he is. So, yeah. you know, Definitely. just wanted to, to say thank you uh, for all that you've done. And good luck with whatever you decide to do in the future. And, um, you know, hopefully in a, a year or two, there'll suddenly be a new episode up on the feed. Who knows in this Who crazy knows? world of podcasting? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Who th- think we'd have 30 million podcasts on the go at once? <laughs> well, I, I definitely wish I wouldn't at times, that's for sure. <laughs> that's definitely for sure. Um, I, I think we need to start off as we do every show with what you're drinking. So, yeah. what are you drinking? I am following in our Mr. D steps from the last Is After Dark episode. I have got a lemon green tea. A lemon green tea. Wow. I wish I had something more exciting. I was gonna, I was gonna try and get some mulled wine or something, but <laughs> I, I wasn't able to. So, um, cherry Pepsi Max for me <laughs> again. You know, I love it. I do. I'm addicted to it. But even so, I should be more original. It's Christmas is just around the corner, and that's what this episode is going to be about. And I will be going out and getting some festive drinks, um, but uh, not right now. No. Not what I'm drinking right now. Um, so I suppose before we really delve into Christmas, um, I suppose we need to talk about the elephant in the room. The elephant? The elephant. And it's not literally an elephant in, in any room, but... No, I can't see one anyway. A, tiny one. <laughs> a metaphorical one. Um, yeah. I thought it would be a really good idea to go to Disneyland Paris and not mention it to anybody and then surprise Paul by going, here I am, um, and I had this really well planned out, and... I, I think I might put out a bonus episode around Christmas um, with a little bit. I didn't capture much audio because I was with 
uh, people that don't podcast. So I've got a few bits here and there, but um, I might have enough audio to put together as a little bonus one. But I had driven through the night, or I was driven through the night, and had no sleep after getting up Wednesday until... We got up Wednesday morning. I didn't get any sleep until about two o'clock Friday morning. Um, and, and so by the time I got to the park and was going to do this big surprise reveal, I was knackered. So in the <laughs> end, I just messaged Paul, went, I'm Disneyland Paris now. And um, it wasn't as grand as I thought it was going to be. and It wasn't as funny as I thought it was going to be. That was the whole reason for doing it. I thought it would be a really good prank. Um, like I'd done when I went to Universal with Craig and hadn't told anybody. Um, but it didn't really work out that way. And I just, I, I wanted to make sure that we're all, we're all good. We don't have to look for other co-hosts or anything. No, we don't. <laughs> just expect me to do it at some point. Oh, I know you'll do it at some <laughs> point. I mean, I wasn't even planning to beat you to the punch. The whole trip was arranged about two weeks before. Probably not even that, actually. Probably less than that. Probably about 10 days before. Um, just completely crazily out of the blue it came up um, and I went for uh, to go to my first soiree, um, which we talked about before the soirees on here, but um, we'd, we'd not been able to go to any. No. And because of road trip, it meant that I was able to. So that's what I did. And that's why I was up yeah. for so long. Um, and I'll talk a little bit about the soiree, but I'll probably talk about it on a bonus episode. But this one was for Mickey's 90th birthday which, of course, um, they had to hold about two weeks after Mickey's actual 90th birthday, as is tradition. Yeah. Which um, is better than some of the other parks that aren't starting to until the new year. Well, that is true. I mean, it's not the worst case, but... No. Um, but it was, it was, it was good. I, I had some issues with it. The, the organisation of it going in was appalling. Um, there were just thousands of people at the gates and... There was just lines everywhere. There was no kind of rhyme or reason to anything. You were just stood in a line that someone had started, and there was probably about 12. That sounds like the 25th. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, 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 yeah, it doesn't surprise me. They put barriers up and things, but they just didn't oh, seem to be. They didn't even do that for the 25th. We were all just stuffed under the hotel. <sighs> yeah, it was, it was and crazy. Yeah. yeah. And there was no access um, for disabilities as well. So anyone that was disabled was expected to just stand there or, or sit there if they're yeah. in a chair, um, which I thought was was pretty bad. At the end of the day, they're not people that are trying to queue jump. They're just people that, you know, don't find it easy to stand in a queue. Um, or it's uncomfortable to be in a queue like that. And I, I think that was pretty bad, um, especially with, with some of the people that I... Uh, at saw at the event um you know some of the the especially more disabled you know it's not it's not disabled top trumps but um you know some people do need a bit more assistance than others and um yeah I, the, the whole thing just seemed quite shoddy um but once we got in it, it it was fine and it was quite well organized the only thing i don't like about the the soirees um certainly the one that I experienced, is they have these special meet and greets. So they'll have a few rare characters out to do meet and greets. And because it was Mickey's 90th birthday, they were doing shows in, in uh, Main Street in front of the castle. And you couldn't really do the meet and greets if you wanted to see the shows. Yeah. And bear in mind that they do these shows just for this event. So really, that's that's the main draw. I like seeing characters I can't normally see, but that's the main draw. So um, I had one meet and greet with R2-D2. We was able to get um, a return time to meet R2-D2. So that was fine. Um, but the other characters I wanted to meet, I, I couldn't. You know, it was either skip the shows and queue up yeah. for hours. I mean, Vanellope was yeah. at one point about an hour and a half, two hours. Was that her first appearance at Disneyland Paris? I'm sure she was out when Wreck-It Ralph first came out. I'm almost certain of it. Okay. Um, but Because I know she hasn't been used at any other run events or, or anything like that, and she wasn't... Was she at the, no, she wasn't at the 25th either. Well, she wasn't in the parade. No, I'm sure she wasn't. Mm, we'll have to go back and watch that. That gives yeah. me an excuse to watch it again, actually. That was such a good parade. Um. 
and they they had some so they had some rides open. So um, we did Big Thunder Mountain, which is always essential in the dark. Um, yeah, you know, it's just, just it's always essential. Full stop. It is always essential. Full stop. I always forget how much I love that ride. I always look forward uh, to that, going on it, but once you get on it, you're like, oh my god, I forgot how good this was. And it had only been a couple of months this time. Exactly. Um, of course, you know, just just to make sure that I didn't have the perfect time. Um, Star Wars, Star Wars Hyperspace Mountain was closed uh, until the day after I left. Yeah, as a tradition. So I'm never yeah. going to get on that. Um, but the, the shows they put on were pretty spectacular. Uh, yeah. I've got to say, I, I was really impressed. And the main draw was um, the return of of Disney Dreams for one night, um, and seeing that again was was really good. I've still not seen Illuminations. No, I was I was going to see it that night actually before they kicked everyone out of the park because they they kicked everyone out before they let everyone back in again. Yeah, um, but we decided to go and get something to eat, so we didn't we didn't see it. Um, I, I suppose it's better to eat unlike what we did. <laughs> what you mean? Try and eat and then fail and then queue up for an hour and a half in McDonald's. Yeah, yeah, in the cold. In the cold, yeah. Um, so yeah, seeing Disney Dreams again was good. I, I recorded some video which I put out on the channel. Um, as as everyone else that did at the soiree <laughs> did yeah. as well, pretty much. But yeah, it was good seeing it, and you you just remind you of how good that that show actually was, um, and and how much it's missed really. And then the night finished with a parade, um, up Main Street into the main hub, and then back down out again, um, with loads of characters, and um, it was really good, really good, um. Yeah, I, I mean, I would definitely go to another soiree. This was the first one I'd had in Disneyland Park. Yeah, the others have been in the studios, um, and I think in some ways it's probably better for that. There's probably more room. There's there's more room for. We saw with the the parade they did for fan days that it was a little bit difficult to actually get it through the park these days in the studios. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so it definitely works on that side better, and obviously that it gives them the option of doing a different fireworks show. Yes, yeah, which and they, you can't, obviously can't do in the other park. No, and, and I mean they they put up a big stage in Main Street for or in the Plaza for this event, which was taken down almost as quickly as it was erected. Like yeah. we got in there, and, you know, Friday morning, and it was gone. Um, yeah. They we we know they work really quickly with stuff like that, but it, you know, because of the big stage, it meant that they could you know, have um, so many characters doing stuff on stage at a time. So yeah. it was really good. Um, I'm really glad I did it. I was completely knackered because I we got into the park at um, half past eight for extra magic hours and we didn't leave the park until uh, about half past one the next morning. So yeah. other than... Other than popping out when you know we knew we had to go and leave to go to the village, um, you know we were in the park, you know almost that whole day. So um, it was good, but very tiring. Um, but but recommended, and the weather was really good. The weather the next day was awful. Yeah, um, absolutely awful. I, I went and met Santa Jack, and um, I don't know if you've seen where he is now, but he's in Phantom Manor under the um, yeah. Not a gazebo, but um Yeah, well they were building while we were there, weren't they? Yes. They were erecting it in September. Yeah. So it's like a have little... they moved it was something I noticed because someone mm. posted a video the other day. Have they moved the, the little kiosk for the, the poster? It seemed to be in a slightly different position. I think I think it is, you know. Yeah. It did it didn't seem where I remembered it. And maybe that's just getting old and bad memory, but yeah, I, I think they might well have done. I mean it'd be pretty easy to move to be fair. It's not very big. Um, but I think you're right. Um, but I was literally just about to go under, sorry, I was under the gazebo or pavilion or whatever you want to call it. Uh, so I was just under the lip. So I was out of the rain. And then just as I was about to step forward to meet Santa Jack, it absolutely torrentially came down like monsoon season, Florida rain. 
is what it was like. It was absolutely torrential and people were just running from all directions and everyone was trying to squeeze under the gazebo thing, which there wasn't any room for them to do. Um, it was awful. I, I, I even had to put on waterproof trousers. It was that bad. Oh God. Um, meeting Santa Jack is always a highlight and I'll get him to record a little video for my family for Christmas. And my daughter's just started watching, uh, a nightmare before Christmas and he's quite into it now. So she was elated that he's, he wished her a Merry Christmas. Um, but yeah, I, I, I had a good time. It would have been better, of course, with you there. Yeah. You know, it wasn't well. the same vibe, but you know, it was, it, I had good company luckily, but yeah. I had, I had, um, three people with me. Um, so that's, that's what it takes to replace you. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> but, uh, but it was good. It was my first time going to Christmas season, which is what we're going to now talk about. Yeah. Um, now, confession, I didn't do much of the Christmas stuff. <laughs> but my reason for that was because I'd, <laughs> so this, is, this will make me dad of the year. Um, it was my fun, my, my funds, my son's first Christmas kind of play on the Friday, the soiree was the Thursday night. And I'd asked my wife if she wouldn't mind me going to this, this event. And she, she asked me what it was. And I told her and her response was yes, absolutely. But you know, you'll miss your son's play. And I went, okay. And because she'd said, yes, she can go. Even though she said the thing afterwards, I thought that meant, yeah, of course you can go. It will mean you miss this out, though. So, you know, you're going to miss it. Not, you can go, but if you miss this, there'll be hell to pay. Um, so, of course, I, I learned this lesson the hard way for being an idiot. Um, so so that was the um, that was the bad bit. Um, but it meant, it wasn't just because of that, but just in general. Like, I think with stuff like that and the shows they put on for Christmas... It's something I want to experience with family. Yeah, and I was with friends, but it, it wasn't it wasn't the same, and I just didn't think I would enjoy it as much without them. I just think you're avoiding those two theatres. Well, there is that as well. <laughs> Look, the Animagic Theatre is not my fault. Okay, that is because no. I just tend to go when Mickey and the Magician's not on. Yeah. A show I'm desperate to see. Um, Marvel, look, I wanted to go and see it, but we saw what the cues were like. We weren't going to get into that. And also, you avoided that as well. Yeah, I did. Mm. So, yeah. Uh, I had an extra chance to go and see it because exactly. I was there an extra time. And you still didn't. And I didn't. still didn't. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so, they put quite a few bits on over Christmas, generally. They had um, a couple of other bits as well because it's... Uh, the world's biggest mouse party. Yeah. Uh, trademark pending. Um, so there was a couple of extra little shows they did as, as well, but um, just running through some of the stuff that they've got on at the moment. So if anyone's looking to go out um, around Christmas or is booked to go for Christmas or is going before the 6th of January, I think that's when they, it's it finishes this year. Um, in fact, when I looked at the website earlier, it didn't actually say a date. <laughs> Um, last year it was the 6th of January and it's normally around the 6th or 7th because of the, the Russian Christmas last into the yeah. new year. So they normally extend it a little bit. Um, but yeah, I can actually find a final date. So let's pretend it's the 6th. Um, so they do a Christmas parade, which they've done for lots of years now, um, in, in various guises, but that's always quite fun. And you've got the right date, by the way. I have. Excellent. Yeah. That's good. Um, and, and that parade's fun because uh, Father Christmas is there at the end of it as yeah. well, which is always good. Um, they do a tree... He doesn't get tipped out. <laughs> Wrong park. Like, like Disneyland. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen the footage. I don't think I want to, actually. I have. The, literally, the whole float just tips up. He's got, a, like, a, a great big sack of presents on the back of it. Right. And it literally just goes over the top. Oh, and God. he's kind of stuck underneath it. <gasps> That is just the kind of stuff that just traumatizes kids, isn't it? Yeah. Let's be honest. Um, so, uh, Mickey's Magical Christmas Lights. Now, I'm not sure if it's always been called this, but again... I don't think it has, because I've seen it. Yeah, I don't remember it being called that before. No. I mean, I've not done 
I've not done Christmas at Disneyland Paris for, uh, I'm trying to think when I last went. It might have been five or six years ago now. I was five. Mm. And then Lisa was pregnant with Sam. Okay. So he was born in the March of 2014. So I think it was November 2013 that I last did it. Right. Um, but they've always done it. Um, this year, Christmas... Uh, I mean, it was very nicely done, the Christmas decorations, but blue and silver. So you felt a little bit like they'd reused some of the 25th anniversary stuff. Budget cuts. Yeah. But it looked great. All of it looked great. And although I don't associate blue and silver as being very Christmassy, it still felt quite Christmassy. Yeah. Uh, in its in its own way. And, uh, I mean, they, they have a massive tree just as you um, kind of go under Main Street Station into the... the first part of of main street the area there um and every night they do a light up ceremony which is very nice um, see that that area is the bit that i i feel it's lacking now because they used to have the meet and greet with with goofy mm-hmm. as you walked in and now they've moved that to the studios in his in his regular spot and that used to be quite nice that there was that meet and greet as soon as you came in yeah i used to like that with the uh the sleigh yeah and the presence yeah i mean They've still got Santa Goofy, and I think that's the main thing. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I uh, I agree. Um, so that's good. I mean, it's always something that's good to see. Um, I just think it rounds up the day nicely, really. Yeah. Um, well, it says, Merry Encounters with Santa and Disney characters. That's the, uh, that's the other kind of parade they do. Um... Mickey's Christmas Big Band. Now, this this was supposed to be, uh, if the rumours... Did they not post an official post about it? On yeah. The, on the Disneyland Twitter account. They did, didn't they? That yeah. It was going to be Cinemagic coming back yeah. after Marvel had uh, closed for its downtime. Um, but instead, that's where they put Mickey's Christmas Big Band. Yeah. Um, now, one of my party did go uh, and see that and said it was really good. Yeah. So I, I, you know, I regret not seeing it, but um, that was my was reason it, why. Was it the interactive thing that they said they were going to be doing, where there was like, like meant to be a, a video link to something? Oh, I don't know. I didn't hear about that. Yeah, when they originally announced it for coming back this year, that there was going to be a new surprise added to it. I think the surprise like, was they moved it into a, a better place. Yeah, that they were going <laughs> to they were going to kind of bring the characters in through the park. But while the people were in there, it was going to be up on a big screen as they were coming through the park. Oh, okay. A bit like how a band would do like mm. some backstage footage or something. Yeah. Oh, I have to ask Chris because Chris, Chris went to see it. I didn't. Um, but uh, I, I didn't even hear that rumour. So yeah, I'm sure one. they announced it at the start when okay. they announced that it was coming back. Well, also something that came back and I didn't see, but this was through no, no fault of my own, was a Merry Stitchmas. It was the one Christmas show that I was actually like, yeah, I, I can quite happily go and see that about the family because it's Stitch. They'll, they'll forgive me for that. Um, and a, yeah, the weather kind of rang that off, unfortunately. So I didn't get to see that. Um, I've seen footage of it on YouTube. It's a fun little show. Um that's about it, really. Um, over in the studios, they've got a surprise for Mickey, which yeah. was, hmm, I think it was a stage where, yeah, it was a stage in front of, um, like, the Tower of Terror. Yeah. That kind of staging area. And it was a weird little show that was part, dance kind of show and part flash mob it's very very odd but it was it was trying to get the characters together to um you know surprise mickey on his birthday it was fine the song in it was was great it was one of those songs that you hear for the first time and think oh god that is dire and then by the end by the end of your day you can't get it out of your head it's there's a funky. there's a few that disneyland paris have come up with in that way mm. Like the Halloween song, even the fact that they sing Chancel and Well mm. over and over again, but you just can't get rid of it. You can't get it out of your head. No, 
No. So, I mean, are they good? Are they bad? Who knows? But they're enjoyable, at least, uh, once you come back. Um, and uh, Goofy's Incredible Christmas is, is their kind of, like, nighttime show that they do. Yeah. Um, which I'd never... This was the first time I'd been there while they were doing a projection show in the studios. Yeah. Um, so they, they do it for Star Wars. They do it for any other events? Um, there's other than Run Disney. Yeah, they, they had a few bits and pieces, didn't they, for yeah. Run Disney. I'm, I don't think there was anything for Marvel. No, I don't think so. I th- oh, well, um, they might have been on the... I think they might have done it on the soiree. Yeah. But not yeah, the season. Yeah, I think the soirees, they, they tend to, and fan days, I think they did. Mm. Um, But none of the regular festivals that I'm aware of. It's, it's an interesting canvas using the Tower of Terror. Yeah. Because when it worked, it was brilliant. But because of the design of the Tower of Terror and the features on the Tower of Terror, some of the things just don't work as they should do. And, and that's the same feeling I have with the, the Chinese theatre mm. in Hollywood Studios. Is It, ju- it just doesn't work because there's things in front of it. Yeah. It's just, I mean, it's just, it's just a few bits, but it, it takes you out of it being a blank... Not, it's not a blank canvas, but like... The castle, you know, because of the, the how, how what's on there and how it's designed seems to be a much easier thing to project onto. The Tower of Terror, because it's got things protruding from it and uh, damage to the building and stuff like that. It's those points when the effects don't work quite as well. Um, but that said, you know, I was still impressed with the show. It was a, a nice little show. There was It was a mixture of actors in the front on the stage... Um, and they had some animation up on the screen, and then obviously Terror Terror itself. So um, that that was pretty fun. So I recommend that. But again, it's outdoors, so it's it's weather dependent, um, and that's the only kind of bad thing really with Disneyland Paris at Christmas is that yeah. they do have things outside, um, and the weather can be hit and miss. I mean, the Thursday afternoon. Like Thursday lunchtime, I was walking around with my just a t shirt on. Well, yeah. sorry, tell a lie. I had jeans on as well. Um, but there was no uh, coat. That's that's yeah. the point I'm getting at. And it was December. I didn't have to wear any kind of jacket at all or any top, type of long sleeve top. It was, you know, early 20 degrees. It, it really was, does fluctuate yeah. over there because when we went in November, we were freezing. Yeah. Oh, we got awfully ill one time. The, the first and only time we've ever gone, uh, you know, in the late autumn, early winter time without thermals um, because we just didn't realise it was going to get as cold as it did and it gets bitter, really mm. bitter. So it, it's, yeah, you can't really plan for it. Um, now, when you last went, where did you, if you did, where did you see Father Christmas? He, if I remember rightly, he was in the main park but I think he was back in um, Frontierland. Well, that's that's where I saw him last. And yeah. he used to have like a cabin, like a log cabin. Yeah. Um, I think, if I remember rightly, it was like the um, Woody, it's not called Woody's Roundup, but that yeah. Woody Critter Corral area, yeah. which is just no man's land, really. Yeah, um, which is now more or less blocked off. Yes, Yes. Um, so uh, it, I didn't go and meet him, but he was apparently, he's in Meet Mickey Mouse now. Oh. That's where he was meeting this year. I'm just looking at the the, um, the program. And yeah. uh, that's, that's he says he was sharing space with Mickey Mouse. So I, I'm guessing what they do is they probably cut down the, the number of rooms. Yeah. Um, so I suppose it could work. But, yeah. Um, they had, I don't know if this was necessarily just because it was Christmas, but they had meet and greet with Thumper and Miss Bunny. Now, they tend to be in, like, the, the proper seasons previously. Okay. So they've had them when they've done the Easter stuff. Mm. Um, so I'm guessing, yeah, it is just specifically for, for Christmas. Okay. Oh, that was another thing as well. I saw... Um, the the cupcake girls. Oh God, I can't get my head around them. 
No, I can't, and they look awful as well. They they were really, really good. Like, the, the people playing them were really, really good, yeah. and they clearly were having a lot of fun, but I just could not get my head around it, and I cannot get my head around the obsession with them as well. No. And people trying to get badges from them and, and everything. I just couldn't... I couldn't work it out. Um, that, that one in Frontierland just looks ridiculous. Yeah. It just looks like it's been dumped. Yeah, it, it's it's very odd because, yeah, it just seems to be there. Um, yeah, it's... It, 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 I found it... I said I found it very odd, but you know, if you like it, great. I but I just I just couldn't understand why. Um, I'll just continue to piss off the Disney community. <laughs> Someone has to. Um, I saw Disney Stars on Parade. Yeah, which I'd never seen before. That's a good parade. It is good. The the floats are really well designed. Mm. Maleficent wasn't. Um, oh, sorry, Maleficent's Dragon wasn't breathing fire the day I was there. Yeah. Um, I think that. It just seems to happen on occasion now. Yeah, I think so. It's not something that's that's stipulated. I just don't think it works. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, I was oh, quite glad because the head was so low down coming towards me. I thought, please don't breathe fire now. So <laughs> Last I didn't time know. I saw it, it was, it was about 90 degrees in that park. And as soon as that got anywhere nearer, it went up to about 100. Oh, yeah, not surprised. <laughs> um, oh, I forgot as well, they, the Enchanted Advent Calendar. Yes. Um, which and I wasn't... They a bit of merchandise every day. Yeah, I mean, absolutely crazy, that is. I, I, don't, I, I, never saw, I never saw them do the ceremony when they opened the door. But, um, yeah. <laughs> I saw the other day they unveiled a, bu- a tin of biscuits. Yeah, I've seen... One of, them. Uh, one of them was mugs. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, two, two for like a tenner or something. Very, very odd. Um... And also, just because it's listed on this program under this section, uh, Mickey's Filler Magic. Oh. I've seen it. Uh, and it is every bit as bad as I thought it was going to be. Oh. Like, you know, so I like Filler Magic as a film, but it is very lazily put in the Captain EO Discoveryland Theatre. The screen is still the Captain EO screen. So you know how that was that was kind of shaped, yeah. or, or sorry, how it's framed. So yeah. it's still it's not framed properly. Um, it's only that screens. You don't get the screens you get in the Disney World version or the other parks version. Um, the only effect that worked was the floor, the floor kind of dropping because that was the Captain ER effect. There was no water effects. There was no um, scents. Um, no bubbles just basically watching a 3D film. Yeah. Um, and obviously no animatronic. And yet, even though I knew there was no animatronic, at the end of the film, I still looked back just in case. I'd been too pessimistic, but no. There definitely <laughs> definitely was not one. Um, and the studios, what did I do in the studios? Um, I, well, I didn't go and see um, Armageddon. Before it goes bye-bye, and, and we'll talk of, about that. Yeah, and I kind of <laughs> wish I had now, and the same with Art of Animation. But, um, yeah, that, that's, you know, we mentioned the Christmas shows and studios, so that's, that's pretty much it. But it, it reminded me, like, going there, I, I was very torn about next year, whether or not I want to go in October for Halloween, or if I want to wait until November, December, for yeah. Christmas season, because I love Halloween. And when we were there, because we was a few weeks before the start, they just started putting the stuff out, but it it was still quite sparse. Um, But I loved the theming around Halloween, but there's just that magicalness about Christmas. Yeah. That brings out the, you know, even if you're Scrooge, it will still bring out the the inner Christmas joy from your cold heart. It's so (laughs) magical. So I'm very torn at what to do next year when to go yeah i am gonna go nick i've got to go i've got to take the family next year i have to yeah so it's just a moment of 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 when but um yeah yeah Uh, next year will be interesting certainly with the loss of a hotel Mm -hmm. as well things are things are going to be interesting next year and Mm -hmm. obviously studios is going to go down to 
you got to say half a park, really. And taking out two attractions, is that half a park? Well, you got to remember that Rock and Roller Coaster will probably go down as well. That That is true. That is true. Um, so as as we alluded to just a few moments ago, they announced two closures to take part early part of next year. Yeah. Um, in, in kind of, I suppose, it, well, one definitely, but not, not so much the other one. I'm not sure what the other one's going down for, but um, this is part of the, the first phase of the expansion. Yeah. So Armageddon is going to be closing on the 1st of April. Yes. Now that worries me. that's not a joke. Yeah, see, that's what worries me. You know, it's going to get to the 1st of April and it's going to be the longest elaborate April Fool's joke ever. Um, They'll close it on April the 1st and then it'll reopen on the 2nd. At one point, I saw people queuing for it. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. And the park wasn't even that busy, so there was no need. It wasn't like everything else was was fully booked or had massive queues. They had to go there. People just queuing for it. Um, It's an opening day attraction. Um, it's the kind of thing, if you did it once, you could probably get away from never doing it again. Yeah. A small part of me does have a soft spot for it. I, I just, it, it's the film beforehand that does me in. But the actual, yeah. I'm a sucker for um, shows that recreate um, effects on films. Yeah. You know, it's why yeah, I like Catastrophe Canyon. It's why I used to like Earthquake. At Universal, yeah. um, so that element. I used, to, I used to love Backdraft at Universal Studios Hollywood. I always like that was something I remember seeing on TV when you know, like you used to watch TV shows and they'd, they'd do a report from Universal yeah. Studios and stuff. And Backdraft was always one that I remember seeing on those things, and I always thought, "Oh God, that looks so cool." Yeah. Um, so yeah. In fact, wasn't wasn't was it Backdraft that caused the fire? Wasn't Backdraft that caused no. the fire? Was it? No, it was. It, it was, was Workman, big- wasn't it? Yeah, Bertman left their soldering iron going. Yeah, that's right. And the roof of King Kong caught fire. It'd be too obvious for it to have been back, backdraft. Yeah. They've just been too ironic. Um, yeah, so a very a very small part of me will be sad to see it go. But Armageddon is such an old film in terms of relevance. Like yeah. It's not stood the test of time. It's not a, a classic... Um, you know, people like Armageddon, I'm not saying that, but it's not one of those films that people still talk about um, 20 years Other on. the soundtrack. I don't think people even really do that either. No. I know what you mean, but yeah, it, it's just one of those films that was, was very popular at the time, but over time hasn't, hasn't had that longevity. So, you know, I'm not surprised it's going. I'm surprised it's lasted Armageddon so long. I thought they might have tried to retheme it at some point for that exact reason. Um, but yes, yeah, so that's closing on the 1st of April and closing even sooner than that is the art of animation. Yeah. Which is sad. I like it in there. I always have done. Again, it's, it's an attraction that suffers with a very dated film. Yeah. Um, I can't, when did it open? Well, I mean, I know when it opened in Disneyland Paris, cause that was an opening day attraction as well, but, um, I'm trying to think when it opened up in Florida. I want to say it was about 99. Yeah. Um, I mean, the film featured Mushu. So yes. Milan was about 98, wasn't it? 97, 98. Yeah. So it must have been around that time. Um, but I mean, the film was quite dated. Chris Sanders is in that film. Yeah. Um, who um, hadn't been over at Disney Pixar since about 2004. Five, I think he left 2004 yeah. so it just shows you how kind of dated it was but it's it's a shame to see it go I I, I love the, the pre-show area yes when you first go in with all the the concept art yeah certainly the I love the Beauty and the Beast concept art mm. all the all the different versions of Beast that they came up with so that'll be sad to see that go Um. so the question is what are they going to do with it well, Armageddon has been confirmed that it will be an Ant-Man and the Wasp. No, Spider-Man not Ant-Man and the Wasp, it's Spider-Man. Yep. We'll get on to Ant-Man and the Wasp in a minute. Um, but yeah, it's been confirmed that it will be a Spider-Man ride of some kind. The reason why I say Ant-Man and the Wasp is because it seems like it's going to be very similar to the Ant-Man and the Wasp ride 
mm. that Hong Kong are getting very shortly. Yep, spring, spring um, next year. Which is is looking like some kind of version of Buzz Lightyear, Space Ranger Spin, or Toy Story Mania. Very similar in in type of riders as those. Um, that it's going to be some kind of shooting game. Mm. Um, whether that includes getting points, I don't know, or things like that, or it could just be that you have to take down villains, and and that will be it. But we've had no confirmation on exactly what it will entail. No, all we know is that California is getting a Spider-Man shooter attraction, yeah, and that Paris is getting a Spider-Man attraction. So we just assume it's going to be the same. You know, there'll probably be some differences, but it'll be the same kind yeah. of concept. The only thing that I hope it's it's significantly different to Buzz Lightyear yeah. because it would be a bit pointless to have, you know, identical types of rides in yeah. parks that close to each other, in my opinion, anyway. Yeah, no, I agree. And But then I wonder how long Buzz is going to last. Yeah. Because there's been talk that they're going to start disappearing. Buzz has obviously disappeared in Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. That's what Ant-Man and the Wasp has replaced. Um, there's been talk that Buzz is going to disappear from the US parks as well. Um, it's not the most popular attraction, and certainly with Toy Story Mania as well. Um, that takes away some of some of the need for, for Buzz Lightyear as well. Um, and I wonder whether that's the the route they're going. We've heard rumours that Toy Story Mania has been coming to Disneyland Paris for for years, um, and it's never happened. The land is there. the The land was saved for it, mm. um, but nothing's ever been done. Um, it could well be that that's that they've changed their mind and they're going to go down the the Spider Man route, and that's going to take take that slot. Mm. Obviously, in a different position in the park, but. Um, that's what it seems like to me is that this will be more akin to Toy Story Mania than it will Buzz. Yeah, and I mean the thing is, if it's going to be similar to Toy Story Mania, then I agree with that decision. But I think Toy Story Mania is such a unique, although it's a variation of a shooting game, it's not like you know the usual kind of attractions like no. that. So you could quite easily have that and another shooting attraction yeah. there but they had to be significantly different um the question is if they did that what would they do with the bus space because you know what could they we put know, there we know that that discovery land is on the list for an upgrade and mm. um, we've talked about the the tron rumor for for ages we've sat here tonight and and spoken for the need for a proper replacement to go in the the Captain EO Theatre. Mm. Um, I do wonder whether there's there are plans for that to possibly come after the studios is is complete. I think you. I think you're probably right. And I mean, if, you know, for a long time there were a lot of plans and rumours about um, a Star Wars, you know, kind of like mini land being put there. But now it's going to have its own land. I don't see that happening. No. So I I do wonder what what will become of of those plans. I think nothing. I think I'll go back to the drawing board. But yeah, Buzz takes up a fair bit of space. Yeah. Um. So I yeah, it would be interesting to see what they they would put in there as a replacement. But I I wouldn't be sad to see it go. I think it's no, I stay a bit. Now. Most yeah. of the time I go on, I get a dodgy gun, or at least that's what I tell myself. Um, well, they just uh, they honestly do seem to have a massive problem with with the ride vehicles, it always seems to be stopping. Mm. Every time I go on it, the, the, we we even saw it when we were we were there. We didn't go on the ride, but I picked up my, my annual pass photo pass from the, the kiosk outside and the screens weren't working for the photos. Mm. Um it just it does seem to be lacking major maintenance on it. Mm. And I wonder whether that is just them running it down. Yeah, you could be Until quite it's right. Time to go. Could be quite right. There's so much they could do with that end of the park. Yes. Oh yeah, 100%. So I I've, I've even been talking about it just just this week and wondering whether there's a way they could fit in a version of soaring. Well, in Discovery Land. And maybe possibly play it as being on the Zephyr instead. 
of being mm. on a hang glider. Yeah. I don't know. It just that that is the one ride that I still feel like Disneyland Paris could do with. Yeah, I think you're right. It could do something like that. I think they'd have to. I'd want to see it themed. I mean, I know you never went on it, but when uh, when it was Le Visionarium, yeah, um, that attraction summed up in a lot of ways what Discoveryland was. Yeah. Because you were going through time and you was meeting Jules Verne and H.G. Wells, and it was those authors that had inspired the look of the land and also the attractions there in terms of design. Yeah. Um, you know, even Space Mountain is is based on on that era. Um, yeah. you know, the rockery, all of that is it's it's of that kind of steampunk era. And that whole uh character of the land is just missing now because you've got Buzz Lightyear and you've got Star Tours and you've got Hyperspace Mountain and it's just a bit of a hodgepodge. Mm. And I still think you know, I love it. It's my favourite land in terms of um, aesthetics, but it is just a very confused land. It doesn't seem to know what its identity is anymore. And that seems to be the way for all of the those those lands. Tomorrow, both Tomorrowlands people complain about them not being what they were. Well, Tomorrowland is a bit, and they were very smart when they called it Discoveryland because Tomorrowland just is is the world of tomorrow. Yeah, and is that future, and it dates because of yeah. that whilst Discoveryland was supposed to be kind of set on a, a kind of alternate version of the past. Yeah. And that was trying to get away from that. But, you know, that's how it started. And then all of the attractions yeah. that have kind of gone in since. I mean, Star Wars was there at the beginning, so it's a bit by the by. But, you know, Space Mountain was designed like that for that reason. And the Visionarium was there for that. And Orbitron was based on that kind of design as well. And the identity of what it is just seems to be lost. It just seems to be attraction, attraction, attraction. None yep. of it makes any kind of themic sense. No. Um, and, and as I say, that that's the same, uh, certainly for Walt Disney World, Tomorrowland. Yeah, oh yeah, no. But the fact you're that right. you're going through it and you've got Stitch, then you've got Monsters, Inc. Yep. I, neither of them make sense. And, and you've got to look at it and you probably look at it and you go, it's the same people that are working on them. Yeah. Yeah, and they just true. kind of don't know what they're doing with them. So what do we think is going to happen with Art of Animation? Because, you know, that's not... That doesn't really look like it's part of the expansion because it's it's kind of away from yeah. the expansion pad areas. So what do we think uh, they're going to do with that? I don't know because it was... That building was still in all of the... The artwork. Hmm. As it is. Still got the the Mickey hat, the sorceress hat on the top of it. Um, so I'm really not sure whether they are going to just go the route that they did at Hollywood Studios and turn it into a meet and greet area. Well, I was going to say, I wonder if that's what they're going to do, uh, if it's going to be earmarked for meet and greet. I mean, the only other option I can think of is just to to reboot that whole attraction and you know have a more relevant film or put props in it yeah. or or whatever, but... I think the obvious and probably cheapest thing to do is meet and greet. And, you know, while I was there, it was meet Minnie Mouse, yeah. um, which has been meet Moana, meet Belle, um, meet the Incredibles. So, you know, some of that, and that never used to really be a meet and greet place. No. they, You know, you'd sometimes get characters in there, but not often. But the last year or two, it's become a meet and greet place. So, yeah, I wonder if... And to be honest, in some ways, would it be such a bad thing if they had a meet and greet place, like a permanent place, where they could put in whatever the recent characters were? Yeah, I... I send, I, I guess that's the way they want to go. It's so difficult with the meet and greet, certainly in Paris, because half the time you can't have them outside. Mm-hmm. Because the weather's so bad. Um, so you've got the ones in Toon Studio mm. um, next to Rock and Roller Coaster and, and that area. And they can't be easy to do when it's the weather's bad. No. Certainly Goofy's meet and greet in the courtyard isn't going to be easy to do while the weather's bad. No. Um, so it makes sense. The only other thing I can think of is that they're going to go the same way that they did with the art of animation building at Hollywood studios and turn it into a blue sky area. Which considering all the, the expansion they're doing is also possible. 
yeah. I suppose. Yeah. Certainly. that I don't think they'll go down... They could possibly go down the route that they turn it into something Marvel while we wait. Mm. Like they did um, with the, the old Carousel of Progress building at Disneyland. Mm. Um, when Marvel first really took off after they bought it, that got, that got turned into like a little shield area and then a couple of meet and greets with, with Thor and Loki mm. in there. And that could be the way they're going. It could end up being that it's it's going to be that way and then they can change it out as soon as they, they move on to the next bit. Well, I mean, I'd like to, the reason why I'd like to see like a movie meet and greet is because one complaint I see in a lot of places is um, my daughter wants to go and meet Moana or my daughter wants to go and meet um, Miguel from Coco because, you know, she's just watched that and that's a favourite film. And they don't generally do that very well. Like, they did Moana at the beginning of this year in that spot. Yeah. And then she was gone because she was replaced. Um, because the next thing kind of come along, they wanted to do stuff with Marvel, uh, with The Incredibles, um, and Belle and Minnie Mouse. But if they had that as a permanent spot for whatever the latest film was, so... Um, you know, next year obviously it's Toy Story, so that's a little bit different. They've got their own meet and greet already. But um, if it was, you know, if it was this year, they could have had The Incredibles in there all year, yeah. For example, uh, or you know, had them in for the first part of the year, and then after the summer, uh, Ralph and Vanellope, because yeah. that was the next film coming out, and use that as a way of kind of pushing whatever there is. You know, I remember going to Disney World when Tangle was about to come out. And you could have a meet and greet with uh, Rapunzel and Flynn Rider. Yeah. Um, that, and that was just a random one in, in Epcot, I think. Um, and the queue for that was, was long because it was brand new characters and people wanted to meet them. But it's just good synergy and it's the studio's part. So therefore they should be doing stuff around their films. Yeah. So Yeah, definitely. And especially you, you can imagine that they could possibly use it for their when they have the festivals like the Star Wars, they could put their Star Wars meet and greets in there because at the moment you've basically got Vader yes. in the main park and, and that's it. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. So it could it could well be used to, for things like that when they, they put on a... and then move the Marvel meet and greets in there. Mm. Because last year they had to take Spider-Man out to put Captain America in. Yeah. So you literally had one meet and greet, unless you were shelling out hundreds of, of euros on top of what you were already spending. Um, at least that gives them another option to put some of those characters somewhere else. Hmm. No, I think you're right. It's it's going to be it's going to be interesting. The next few years are going to be interesting because of the construction work that's going to be going on yeah. and the, the closures. Like we said, Rock and Roller Coaster hasn't got a closure date yet. But we know it's going to be going down sometime next year to be rethemed. The outside, yeah. based on the concept artwork, the outside looks like it's going to be completely transformed. Yeah, uh, which is which is good because I mean it, it's it's themed to what it is in there at the moment. Yeah, um, so it'd be good that they're going to pay attention to what it looks like outside as well. But that's going to be exciting. Um, I went on that a couple of times this trip. Uh, again, it's another ride that I forget how good it is. Yeah. Um, and it feels really smooth. And I hope they don't change too much of the ride. Or certainly not the the, uh, the, the track layout. Because yeah. it works really well. Even though it's quite an old coaster, it works really well. And I'd be worried if they replaced it with something, it didn't feel quite as nice. But Yeah. Um, I just hope they add more theme into it. That, that's oh, my yeah. one, one thing about Paris is that... Just the lack of theming on their, I their pref- coasters. I prefer the theming of the Paris one to the Disney World one. Yeah. I actually don't think... I think the, the concept is... The idea is good for a rock and roller coaster in the studios, but I think the actual execution leaves a lot to be desired. I don't know if that's because um, the effects are a bit older or whatever, but um, I, I think some of the street signs and stuff like that that you see... Are just not very well done. Yeah. So I actually quite like the backstage element of the, the Paris one, but I agree yeah, it's, no, it's I like light, but... Yeah. 
Yeah, I've got no problems with the actual build up to it. It's it's once you're on the actual ride, it just. Again, oh, no, I'm talking about. I'm, yeah. I'm like the lighting rigs and stuff. I I like them. Yeah. I like them. Yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, so that that's obviously that that's the thing for the next. I suppose probably two years is is construction around that area and what they're going to do. Um, Lights, motors, action will close at some point. Um, we don't know when, don't know what they're doing in that area, but it will have to go down. Yeah. Even if they still want to put a stunt show in there, they're still going to have to close it down at some point to yeah. do the sets. Um, yeah, they're going to have to rip out the whole thing because that, that just won't, won't work as it is now. No, no. Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Certainly. Yeah. Um, I wanted to talk as well. So when we tried, to, when we was at Run Disney, we tried to go on a ride together. Do you remember? Uh, Not that we, we tried to do many rides. No, we didn't. But um, there was a few we tried. Mm. The one I was Stop thinking Force. of. No, although I did do that. But no, the one I was thinking of was Indiana Jones. Ah, yes. We tried a couple of times. Mm, and, we, and both times it was down. That's right. Um, I managed to do it on this trip. Yeah. And really wish I hadn't. <laughs> everyone yep. everyone tells me how rough it is. And I got about halfway through the ride and I thought, you know what? This is actually all right. Like, it's not that uncomfortable. It's quite good. And then the, the head's shaking started. Yeah. You get to the top and it starts to rattle. <sighs> And the, the thing is, and I, when I got on Rock and Roller Coaster, or when I got off Rock and Roller Coaster, actually, I was looking at the harness, because I, I just pulled the harness down, I wasn't really paying attention, but it, the problem with the Indiana Jones ride is the harness, I think. Yeah. Because it just doesn't sit flush down on your shoulders like they do on no. Rock and Roller Coaster. And it's so, horrible. The last time I went on it, I forgot that I'd got my glasses on. Oh. Uh, and it literally it pinned my glasses to my face because of where it sits. Yeah. I got off and I was like, is there any blood on my face anywhere? Because oh, it just wasn't good. No. I mean, the, the ride itself probably could have been much better in terms of how it makes you feel, but because of all that head thumping, I just got off and just thought, I never want to do that again. Yeah. don't know anyone does. I was phoning up my wife after and said, why didn't you warn me about this? And she went, I did. That's why I don't go on it anymore. So, lesson learned. Um, I did do Star Tours. The first time I almost cried because of what they'd done to the ride, and the second time I enjoyed it. Um, I talked about it on Diz After Dark, I think. I get so confused on what I'll talk about now. Yeah. But, um, what I don't like about Star Tours 2 is it's either English or French. Yeah. I don't understand why it's not bilingual. Because no. I've got no problem with rides having French. They should have French. But to have it where it's either or, I just think it's quite poor. Yeah. So. Oh, since they put the new one in, I don't think I've had it in English. Mm. I had it the first time in French and the second time in English. And the Eng- when we had it in English, it was the, the new scenes from yeah. The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi. Yeah. Uh, and in French, it was episode one. So... I mean, talk about kicking man when he's down. <laughs> you know, I had to listen to it in, in completely in French and see Jar Jar Binks. Binks, yeah. No, the last time I went on it, when we were out there, because I went on it on the the Monday mm. before I came home, um, and I got, um, randomly, I got Finn in French, which was just really bizarre. Yeah. Yeah, Because quite clearly, John Boyega was not speaking French. No, no, definitely not. Uh, so yeah, so it's good, but I can understand why it's not quite as popular. I thought the 3D was pretty good. Yeah. Um, I I think the animatronic of C3PO is is really good, but yeah, jury's jury's still out on on that one. Um, but yeah, I think I was just excited that I finally did did Angela Jones. So the list of attractions I haven't done now are, are dwindling. I think it's just parachute drop and RC racer that I haven't done now. Yeah, I think it's the same for me as well. I did do your favourite ride twice. Crush's Coaster. Yes. <laughs> I I actually had a really good time on both. Oh. Yeah. Disappointing. Yeah. The, the one, you enjoyed the one fishing that. No, it is more than one fishing. Like, I did think about that when we, <laughs> when we, um, 
we did it and um oh sorry not when we did it when when you talked about it because you did it on a monday because of the queues yeah. and um no man there's loads like there's a after you do the first uh drop outside and then you go in um there's some you know fish on the walls and there's a uh, screen and as you climb up there's the sharks on the wall and there's the i don't know what that fish is called with the light bulb um mm. But that weird-looking fish with the teeth and the light bulb yeah. there as well, um, and then yeah, just then it go and it goes all crazy. I think it really because I did it front and back, and I think it makes a big difference into what you see. Because when yeah. I did it going backwards, I didn't see half the stuff I saw as I was going forwards. If that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, or was it the other way around? It, it doesn't matter. Anyway, what my point is is that it does make a big difference to how much you see. Uh, and we got stuck right at the top of the lift shaft as well. Oh, there For you go. About You've five got minutes. Yeah. Well, no, at that point, there was nothing to look at. It was just as he was about to hit the ride. Um, but yeah, so I, I enjoyed it more than you. I think the, the thing is, I think that was your first time going on it. And after trying to go on it for so long. Yeah. Um, what was we saying before the dog started barking? <laughs> Crush's coaster. Uh, Crush's coaster. Yeah. So I think the problem is, is that because you'd. Uh, that is what I was saying. You waited such a long time to go on it for the first time that it was going to be a disappointment. Yeah, I think because so. Because you probably. had this anticipation of it. So, yeah. But I know what you mean by the theming. And I went on for the first time in years, Tower of Terror. I thought you were going to say Slinky Dog. No, no, no. <laughs> Only kids will put me back on that ride. Um, and it was better than I remembered it. I, I still hate... My, my thing with the, the, the Tower of Terror is not the it's the anticipation of it yeah and the height of it so both times i didn't even look at how to, how far i was going to go up i just did it and i hated being at the top and i hate the drop down but i love all the theming around it yeah so there is that um right was there anything else you wanted to add before we we wrap up uh just one thing i think <laughs> we kind of have to mention is uh we have a new president no donald trump hasn't gone <laughs> I thought I missed something really exciting in the news. No, Disneyland Paris have finally confirmed their replacement for Catherine Powell. Yep. Um, who's moving on to bigger and better things and covering mm. uh, all the US parks and Paris. Um, she's in charge of all three parks now. Um, so our new president is Natasha Rafalski. Mm. Um, French-Canadian. Um, so she does speak French and English. Um, and Canadian. And Canadian. Um, but she's lived in Paris for, for a lot of her life. Mm. Um, so she knows the area. And she's worked for Disney for 20-odd for years, I think. Um, I think they said. Um, so she comes in with a good reputation. Um, and and she started the job straight away, more or less, I think. Because, as I said, Catherine had been working in her new role for a while. Yes. Yeah, she's she has done. And um well I think the first thing we need to do is send her a copy of this episode. Yeah. Get her on side. Yeah. That's what all the cool kids do. Yeah. But uh congratulations, well done and you've you've come at a good time. So yeah. uh And know. she's she's known for I think uh her, her remit is kind of been planning previously. I think she worked on Shanghai. Right. Um, while they were building that, and I think I think that's probably the reason why they brought her in is that she is known for being involved in in planning and and building. Nice. So good. Well, let's hope that this. She, I'm sure she'll do a good job. Let's hope yeah. things continue as they are. Because let's be honest, I think you know everybody's seen improvements in the parks over the last couple of years, and no matter yeah. continue. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, and and we wouldn't be here if things weren't improving. No, I think uh, I think this would have been by the by if the park had stayed the way it was. I don't think we'd be as excited about it no. and and wanting to talk about it on a regular basis if it wasn't going in the right direction. Well, so really, we should thank Catherine Powell for making us start this podcast. Yeah, one of the other fifty-five that I host. Yeah, so that's good. Well, we both do, so it's <laughs> yeah, you're catching up. You're catching yeah. up. Um, right. Well, in that case, I think we'll we'll wrap this episode up for this year. Yeah. Um, and, you know, everybody, hope you have a, a lovely Christmas. 
unless you listen to this in in May, um, yeah. then that won't really be as appropriate. But you know, enjoy the Christmas season, and uh, we'll see you in the new year with some more Discover DLP. Yeah, we'll see you on the other side. No ice on the phones. I don't know if you can hear this. My wife's drunk an ex- escapade. And a brown ball. What? She's, she's pissed. This is going to be great. <laughs> right. Let's round this up.